When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Broncos podcast on this magnificent Monday. I'm your host, Zach Stevens, joined by my man, Andre Simone, and we are coming to you from the most unusual circumstances maybe we've ever done a podcast. And before I tell you about those circumstances, I want to tell you about our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online. We're over at MSU Denver Online. You get to continue to live your life while earning a degree and uncertain times, you want to be able to do both, make money while you work and also be able to get that degree. And over at MSU Denver, you can do it. You can get that dynamic education without deciding between earning a degree and living your life. So check them out over at MSU Denver online right now. My boy, Dre, what is going on, my friend? How are you doing? And boy, it's a long time. No see, but not really. Not really. Long time no pod, though. I think that yes. would apply, Zach. Um, yeah, we've actually been traveling all day together. Had a little bit of a delay uh, with some luggage and stuff, but we're able to eat great in the South. And uh, you and I get to reconnect while we wait for Ryan and the rest of the crew to come in and uh, regale us with just uh, magical shows all week here from one of our favorite places on earth, Mobile, Alabama, baby. So Dre, you set the scene pretty good there. So right now it is it just struck 1150 at mm-hmm. night mm-hmm. on a Monday. Probably a lot of people are like, what the heck? These guys just took Monday off. No, we didn't. We've been traveling <laughs> all day yeah. and you can probably hear that the audio may not be, you know, 100% good right now. And Andre and I, we are sitting here at 11.50 p.m. in Mobile, Alabama. Uh, We are both in the same house right now, our Airbnb, where we'll be the next few days. But we're in different rooms. We're in different floors right now. 
And the reason for that is we don't have our pod equipment right now because some of our bags yeah. got delayed and we, we had to wait and so half the group had to wait in New Orleans for the bags to get there. Dre and I took off a little early, caught a ride from our good friend and friend of the program, Brandon Kristall. So huge shout yes. out to BK, had a, had a great ride over here. We caught some delicious food in New Orleans before making the drive over here. And then we got here and we realized we've got to do a pod, which we're happy about, but we don't have the equipment to do it. So we're coming to you from Zoom right now. And then the rest of this week, we're not only going to have the right equipment, but we're going to be going live. So you're going to want to make sure if you're tuning in on YouTube to turn on those alerts subscribe hit us with a thumbs up you guys know the deal when we go live because we're going to be going live breaking down all of these senior bowl practices and andre yes. that is why we are here is to break down the senior bowl and you know what the past few years we started to make the senior bowl uh an annual thing and maybe it'll continue to stay an annual thing in the future but a huge reason why it's been a, a can't miss event for us here at dnvr and in following the broncos is because the broncos need a freaking quarterback dre they needed one many years yeah. ago we were here we saw drew lock and then that didn't really work out we were here again and there was another batch of quarterbacks. No, I think that was the, the, the Drew Locke year. We're here two straight years. Broncos needed quarterbacks. Broncos coaching yeah. staff was down here. One of them. Broncos did not find their quarterback of the future. We're here again this mm -hmm. year because the Broncos need a quarterback. And very good news for the Senior Bowl committee, at least, is, man, pretty much every single quarterback is here. So, man, this week is going to be a blast watching these guys. It's going to be great. Could you actually say that for me again, but in your John Gruden voice? Uh, Man. I, <laughs> I, I'm putting I you on was, the spot. I get it. I think he was um, canceled. Yeah. Oh, oh, shit. We can't imitate him anymore now that he's been canceled. Damn. That really hurts our vibes. Um, but no, you're right. I mean, we've seen Josh Allen. We've seen Justin Herbert out here in Mobile. Of course, you mentioned Drew Locke. Josh um, Allen. Daniel oh, Jones. I forgot about yeah. him. Yeah. Baker Mayfield. You know, a lot of these guys we thought were bums. And uh, at least two, <laughs> of those, two of those dudes have turned into some pretty transcendent talents. Mobile does a great job. The Senior Bowl does a great job of showcasing in this 2022 class um is really a good one because outside of matt corral old miss we just drove through mississippi saw some cool swag for them um <laughs> yeah you're really gonna get to see all the top quarterbacks in this class uh this week whether it's uh sam howell who i remember being here two three years ago mace always the the true tar heel was talking him up as the uh, future first overall pick in 2022 sure seemed like that a couple years back his stock regressed a little of course we've got kenny pickett um a, a bit of a darling of sorts maybe the favorite to be the highest drafted quarterback but far from someone who's got everyone convinced and we can get into the multitude of factors why that is but certainly a guy who can really prove a lot to a, a you know a full full uh full group of scouts and media that what he he's the real deal when you see him in person you know and then you've got malik willis 
who's such a mercurial talent, uh, such a phenomenal athlete, kind of got to figure out where he fits in the NFL. Would someone like Nathaniel Hackett want to cater his offense to a guy like that? Storylines are endless, and those are just the top three guys. Man, I absolutely love it, Dre. And like you said, those are just the top three guys. You also have Bailey. Is it Zap or Zappy? Did, did we decide which one that is yet? I think it's Zap. I prefer saying Zappy, though. That yeah, seems me, fun. me too. I mean, it just it makes him seem even more dynamic. But he, he's a guy who probably is the last guy on these six quarterbacks here. Uh, probably not the one that's going to go in the first round, but dynamic could potentially do enough mm-hmm. to, to slide up in there. And then of course you have Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati as well. And then maybe yeah. the biggest wild card here is Carson strong, man. There are that's some right. things about Carson strong, his arm, uh, everything that he does with, with his mind, uh, and what he was able to do with Jay Norvell, which speaking of which, I think we can call him a friend of the program here. We, uh, we took the same that's flight right. as, uh, as coach Norvell today heading over he's coming down here to watch his guys aka his guy Carson Strong in practices Mm -hmm. these next few days but everything about Carson Strong seems great except for his knee which does not seem strong and that's going to be a a huge question mark for him and you know right now we're we're really going to over the next few days obviously dive into our quarterback rankings uh I think if if Carson Strong's knee didn't have any issues he'd probably be potentially everyone's number one quarterback here but that just makes so many question marks this is just incredible because you're right Josh Allen was here and remember Josh Allen he was like a a Paxton Lynch type a lot of people thought he was Mm -hmm. a Paxton Lynch type late first round maybe second round he had the arm talent but even when we were here we were seeing Josh Allen from about 20 yards out throw into a target And not only did he miss the target, but this target was held by a net that was pretty large net and he missed the net. And so Josh Allen here was kind of like, you know, he was being trolled. Uh, Mm -hmm. Baker Mayfield Mm -hmm. was the guy that had the leadership. He had the swag uh, and and he was the one that was stealing the show. And Josh Allen's just, you know, out here throwing ducks and, and not looking good. And now we just saw Josh Allen pretty much uh go will absolutely go toe to toe with uh with Patrick Mahomes and who knows if the Chiefs don't win that coin flip last week then we're seeing uh then we could be seeing Josh Allen in the Super Bowl That's this right. week so I mean we, we could see so much movement within these six guys this week and yeah. as the Reese's Senior Bowl would say got to get that plug in there for the senior bowl uh you know the draft starts in mobile yeah. so this is really uh the nfl's official and, and big time kickoff to the draft and drake you're our draft expert there's no one i'd rather be with than you man yeah i'm excited for it i'm really excited it's as unpredictable and wide open a draft class as gosh probably since my first year really doing this at a professional level, I think that that's 13. So that's the year where it was nothing but offensive tackles in the top 11. EJ Manuel's the highest drafted quarterback. Oh. Um, Geno Smith was many's highest ranked quarterback. Oh, no. And uh, I was highest on Matt Barkley, who I only gave a third round grade to. That didn't work oh. out. Um, and EJ Manuel built up his stock there. That's the comparisons we're getting to this 2022 draft. 
And it's mm. why not everyone is so excited, but the names you just mentioned, not just of this year, but some, some of the ghosts of Senior Bowl past, I think can teach us some valuable lessons in not, you know, these are young kids who are still developing and growing. Don't handicap them and put a cap on what they can do right now. Enjoy what they can do and uh, try to see try to see where they can be developed. Because, you know, I mean, gosh, Josh Allen, I just can't think of many other raw quarterback prospects than him. And Malik Willis fits in that range. And, you know, um, I, I love that you brought up Carson Strong because there's no one who's better at stretching the field or fitting throws into tight windows in this class than him. His big question, as you mentioned, the injury, the injury also relates to his biggest weakness on the scouting report, which is his lack of mobility, Zach. Well, we just saw some incredible NFL playoffs, and it seemed to me, and I think most uh, you know, common observers, that mobility is really kind of the common factor in all these quarterbacks that were able to take their teams far in the postseason. Um, and it makes you wonder, while he has that arm talent that some of these other studs we got to watch in the playoffs have, Carson Strong is lacking that mobility. Some of these other guys, they have the mobility, but they do they have that cannon for an arm to really take them places and win playoff games, especially in a place like the Mile High City where, uh, you know, anything can happen. You never know what, what you'll get in December or January when a big game has to be played. So it's a, it's a wide open class. It's a very intriguing class. And uh, it really starts at, at the top, at the quarterbacks, where I think many are quick to say, ah, oh, they're all bums, don't bother. Look, I've, uh, I've said those kind of things before and uh, <laughs> I've come to regret it. So uh, I think, we all, I think we all have. I mean, yeah. we, we all have, and this is a big step in the process, but you're right. It's just one part of the process, but a big step. And typically, when, when you see these guys and, and you see a draft class where you're talking about six big time quarterbacks, mm -hmm. uh, you're, you're talking about two of them being at the senior bowl. Yeah. No, you, yeah. you, you got six of the seven big names here. Uh, yeah. and, and of course, maybe my guy throughout the season last year, not here, Matt Corral, because of mm -hmm. that injury he suffered. So uh, every, every other big name is here. And I really wanted to get into our quarterback ratings. Cause I want to see exactly where these guys stand in your mind entering this mm. week, but without Ryan here, uh, it, it's only fair to have him Love on it. the pod and, and yes. Mace as well. He's going to be joining us as well. So we'll wait to do that until tomorrow. But one thing that I have to say right now, cause this is the first time that we're breaking down these quarterbacks is something that I just have to tell people do not believe and what i'm saying mm. is in this past week or 10 days and dre you you don't be afraid to, to punch me down and say that i am wrong heck you can even <laughs> stop the pod come upstairs and, and just tell me that i'm wrong here but over the past <laughs> week or two we've seen a lot of people drop their first mock drafts and mm. what do we see in those mock drafts well the Broncos, the first quarterback on the board falls to them at nine. Oh, what do you That's say? Right. Uh, the first quarterback is there for the Broncos at number nine. Oh my gosh, another one. And the Broncos pass up on the first quarterback in the draft to draft the linebacker. Oh, this is great. Quarterbacks are just going to fall to the Broncos. They're going to have their choice. No, do not believe that. Now, 
I know why these mock drafts are projecting this. It's yes. because the quarterback class is not uh, top heavy. It is not strong. There probably is not a guy that deserves to, to go number one overall. There's not a guy that deserves to go in the top five. I don't care what people deserve or don't deserve, though, Dre. This is the NFL. They know that you got to have a quarterback. Look at the two teams in the Super Bowl right now. Quarterbacks with the number one overall pick in Matthew Stafford, the number one overall pick in Joe Burrow. Teams are going to go way too crazy for these quarterbacks. Someone's going to fall in love with Malik Willis uh, or, or uh, Kenny Pickett, who's really the hottest name in the past month in college football and draft circles. Someone's going to fall in love. And maybe these guys don't go number one overall. But the first quarterback in the draft is not going to go number nine overall to the Broncos. It may be to the Broncos, but if the Broncos pick the first quarterback in the draft, I can almost guarantee it. It's because they move up in the draft. So I, I, I love Ooh. all these initial mock drafts, but do not buy that the Broncos are going to have their pick of quarterback at nine. Yeah, it's buyer beware season. It's uh it's uh you know it's 30 minutes before closing time at the bar and all of a sudden yeah. we start to look around and feel a little lonely tonight and uh maybe the options that weren't looking so great earlier in the evening all of a sudden and uh, that's what we'll be doing at the senior bowl zach we will be talking ourselves into kenny pickett we'll be talking ourselves into sam Howell, malik willis carson strong desmond ritter all these guys, many of which fit the old Bill Parcells rules of having a certain amount of wins, certain years of experience playing. Um, so, you know, a lot of these guys do have solid resumes. There's just bigger question marks than, than maybe usual or than maybe we've been a little spoiled as of late with guys like Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. Even Mac Jones and Tua Tagovailoa or the same Justin Herbert, guys from Blue Blood programs, been around for a while, shown high-end success in really big games against defenses littered with NFL talent. Those are easy evaluations to make, um, at least at face value. These are all much more complex. So you got to put those scout eyes on, scout uh, glasses on and uh, – we got to dial it in this week. It's, it's that time. Yep, it is that time. And it's, uh, you know, you were just talking about when the bar time comes around and, you know, it's it's 1.30, light, lights coming on and you're looking around and you're lonely. I mean, we're pretty much living that right here, Dre. We're, we're each in individual <laughs> rooms. It, it's past midnight right now. Uh, right. And, uh, you know, I, we're both very content at where we are. But if, let's say you're hanging out at the DNVR bar, and uh, you can do that. We had a blast this past weekend having the goaties over at the yeah. DNVR bar. And of course, you don't just have to be there for the goaties. You can be there for happy hour mm -hmm. any day of the week from three to six. You can be there late night, Friday and Saturday. You can get that member size beer when you're there, which is, of course, I took advantage of during the goaties. Get that 22 ounce beer for the price of a 16 ounce beer. Get the delicious yeah. Breckenridge breweries. We've got everything going on and make sure to join our family as well. If you want to read all of our written content that we have this week and you want to support us for being down here to give you these live pods and give you all this content. We'd really appreciate it if you went to ddnbr.com and became a member of our family. And of course, that also gives you exclusive right to comment on podcasts. And we're going to jump into those comments later in this pod. Yeah, nothing better than uh, the old DMVR membership. And you also get one of our sick 
free shirts when you yes. sign up. Um, so uh, come on, what's better than that? You uh, shall I? Shall I? Zach? Shall I? Uh, you you shall, Dre, because one thing that pairs well with a DNVR membership is a little Breckenridge beer. That's exactly right. Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. We have all their phenomenal brewskis on tap at the bar. You can find them, of course, anywhere in the metro area. You know, they're expanding their area. Even for you out-of-towners, you can find them more and more and check out their seltzers that are being sold in the bar these are just exquisite um you know check that all out breckbrew.com slash in good co um they've got an, some amazing deals right now as well uh Celsius, you can enter to win a 30k escape escapod trailer oh man that one looked amazing i can't pronounce it but it's it really looks cool um and you know they're 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 an og partner there's there's yeah. nothing better than breckenridge brewery the celsies all the great gear they hook us up with was actually talking um about maybe a little excursion a little field trip for the dmvr Ooh. crew uh out to their um brewery and just check out all the new stuff they've got going on those guys are the best so support them because they support us and uh they just make exquisite stuff so and spe speaking of top shelf i'm talking about top shelf people i'm talking about a top shelf mortgage company that's our friends Ooh. michael and virginia chevalier over at chevalier mortgage you can visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and when you go to dnvrmortgage.com you not only get entered to win some free DNVR merch from them, which is just awesome. But you also get set up with a free consultation, which is so important because they're not looking, they're, they're truly looking to help you out. And that's what that free consultation shows you is their commitment to you. You can also give Virginia a call directly at 303-257-6578. One of the things that really sets apart Michael and Chevalier over at Chevalier Mortgage is Michael Chevalier, is a certified financial planner. So they're not just looking at one interest rate to get you going. They're looking at your entire financial picture to find out what the best route is for you. And they have you in mind. That, that's such a stressful time when you're looking to buy a home or refinance. Let them take all of that stress off of you. So check them out over at dnvrmortgage.com or give Virginia a call directly at 303-257-6578. That's dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. All right, Dre, there are surprisingly more players here than just quarterbacks. So yes. I, I, need, I need a couple of uh, names or positions specifically kind of with with those orange and blue glasses on of who the broncos should have their eyes on whether it's a position group whether it's a, a player or two yeah i really think it starts in the trenches um and addressing the trenches i think you know everyone's looking for some strengthening up the edge rushers uh with vaughn yeah. being gone and what have you but I don't know about you, Zach, but I would love to see drives not be completely wrecked because the right tackle the Broncos have just isn't totally up to snuff. Um, and this For has years been and years and years. Dating back to Super Bowl 50. Yeah. Um, you know, even then the line wasn't right and they just haven't been able to figure it out. Well, 
this group down here in Mobile is really going to be highlighted by some high-end talents at that right tackle position. Um, some guys who could really make some money for them are small school guys. Berhard Ryman out of Central Michigan, a massive Austrian offensive tackle, moves really smoothly, violent hands. Um, and same description for Trevor Penning, the Northern Iowa, so even smaller school. This guy's even bigger, maybe even nastier than Raymond. Might not be as smooth. These two guys have the uh, potential to make a ton of money, already being mocked in the top 25, but that doesn't seem uh, too far-fetched with a big week, and I don't think it would even be too far-fetched if they were suddenly in the top 15. Ninth overall would be too rich now, but we've all seen how quickly things happen in the draft and you never know, maybe the Broncos trade down and that's the kind of person you target. Um, and maybe not to, not with that similar upside, but there is Daniel Falele, the right tackle at Minnesota. One of the biggest men you will ever see on a football field. I mean, he tries to stay under four bills. No way. Draft Twitter was yes. No, Ooh. he's that big. Uh, he is literally a mountain of a man. He would kind of fit this modern, NFL where I guess we're saying like we're getting the ball out so quick you're just not going to be able to get around 6940 um so he's going to be fun to watch because you just don't get to see many athletes like that um and you know Great. that we're, we're talking just like on the, almost that's like almost four of me yes yes it is yes it is Zach <laughs> yes it is um no you're going to have fun seeing this guy on the field and i mean that's where we have some heavy hitters on the national side, the left side of the Georgia Bulldogs uh, highlighted by Jamari Salier is also going to be here. Um, so a lot of talent on the offensive line to be watching. And I think the interior defensive line is where we see a lot of strength. Again, Georgia, Georgia standout Devonte Wyatt, all the talk is of Jordan Davis, their big nose tackle Devonte Wyatt maybe played more snaps and actually made more splash plays as an interior penetrator for that all-time great defense. So those are really the guys that I am zeroed in on. Um, and then, yeah, th there's actually a ton of talent at edge rusher as well, though they might not be as established, as intriguing. I think especially early round two or with all the depth of picks the Broncos have on day two, you could find some really nice options here in Mobile between the edge rushers they have, some of the linebackers, some of the, uh, defensive backs that we will be able to to see these next couple of days huge I absolutely love that Dre and, and like you said positions that the Broncos need specifically right tackle hey as much as I love Bobby Massey and Bobby Massey over the weekend tweeted like I am in love with Colorado I love Colorado and it's like man that is so yep. great I am so okay awesome. with signing Bobby Massey up for a for a second year here in Denver and just have totally. him lock down the right yep. side of the of the 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 line like he did at right tackle last year because that's unquestionably the best play consistent play that the Broncos have had at right tackle in yeah. uh, yeah. over half a decade for sure. Yes. but Bobby Massey is uh, a one year option. You know he he's mm -hmm. not you can't sign him up to a five year deal because he, right. he's older. You you gotta mm -hmm. finally put an investment there. It's like we talk about the quarterback position, Dre. Uh, it's not a big surprise why the Broncos haven't had good play at right tackle. They have not had that big investment that that was you know had That's a really exactly good right. background to it. So uh, they've got to make that investment in the draft. 
And so whether it's going with a trade back in the first round and you finally get that right tackle or whether it's finding a guy in the third round this year and kind of mm-hmm. taking the approach that, that you took last year with your young offensive linemen where they're not the starter going in. You have Bobby Massey, but then right. they developed to be that guy. I absolutely love that. And not from a Broncos perspective here, but man, the Colorado representation coming from our yes, guy, Trey yes. McBride. I cannot wait to see him absolutely torch defenses. I mean, the the number one tight end in this draft, I think he's going to do awesome things. Of course, he's a DNVR yeah. athlete. We love him yes. up at CSU. I think Ryan even loves him, and that shows you That's all right. that you need. <laughs> so I cannot wait to see Trey McBride just school some fools. Yeah, man. In a, in a draft with so much uncertainty and so many guys with question marks, I think Trey might have a real opportunity to show people, look, I don't just, just, just check off all the boxes. You see how dynamic I am, how important I can be to a modern NFL offense, what a mismatch I can be. I would not be surprised if all of a sudden Trey goes from, uh, yeah, mostly the consensus number one tight end should be in the mix for top 50 to like, why wouldn't you take this guy in the top 20? You know, like he just Mm. gives you more certainty and about as much upside as just about everyone else. So why are we talking about him in round two when he's really, he's as much of a sure shot as lots of these guys in the first round conversation. Another guy, another local angle, Chad Muma. Linebacker out of Wyoming, Colorado kid, had an epic career. We saw how important Logan Wilson has been uh, coming from those Wyoming Cowboys for the Bengals. Muma, similar type of linebacker, at least in how he moves sideline to sideline, really a ball hawk, always kind of involved and around the ball. So um, that's another kind of local angle that that we'll want to look at. I mean, you want a fun one? Maybe the, the player I'm most excited to watch is Jeremiah Hall, the massive fullback for Oklahoma. As you know, Oklahoma, one of the most modern, revolutionary offenses, Air Raid, Lincoln Riley, everyone wants him. He's making over $100 now at USC. And yet, he was playing with a fullback. Isn't that interesting? That dynamic offensive play play caller with a fullback, I think a guy like Nathaniel Hackett could really like someone like Hall who is really the mold of the next generation of fullbacks, tight ends, these kind of uh, almost like hybrid playmakers, you know? Um, And Hall is just massive. He catches the ball well. He runs well in the open field. Once you get him into a little daylight, He's going to be a fun guy to watch this week as well. Man, that's how I know I'm talking to a football grinder is when they love it. (laughs) And you know who it reminds me of when you're saying that is uh, Juszczyk out with uh, the 49ers. They uh, a a do it all. But like when it boils down to it can absolutely be a traditional fullback. But then there's also just so many other things that that he can do as well. Man, I'm going to keep my eye on him this week heck maybe he can do so much he can play quarterback and he slides into uh, the top 10 discussion for us fingers crossed though you <laughs> check you know out of harvard really made his name at the senior bowl and i think hall might be the most hyped fullback since you so i'm mm. glad you brought him up and of course you found his fortune in that kyle shanahan offense we know how nathaniel hackett went out of his way to kind of learn that offense teach him side 
himself the outside zone. Obviously, you've talked about that and covered that already. So all these elements fit right in with that um, since we've gone a little fullback list as of late. So that's another name to keep in mind for sure. I love it. And Dre, I mean, you, you talk about Nathaniel Hackett and him building a staff. He's in the process mm-hmm. of doing that right now. And just because we're in Mobile yes. does not mean that we're not going to be covering all things Broncos as well. It would not be crazy to find out in the next day or two that the Broncos are officially be putting, be being mm-hmm. put up for sale. We're, we'll have that news covered uh, right now as we speak, right. but maybe not as we speak, since uh, Nathaniel Hackett actually may be <laughs> in bed right now. Uh, because Let's it is now a twelve twenty in the morning. Uh, but uh, but at, at, at the, this week, Nathaniel Hackett's also going to be putting his staff together. We know some things that have happened this past weekend, and we want to make sure that we're not leaving any of that out as mm-hmm. well. So as of now, the Broncos do not have an offensive coordinator. They do not have a defensive coordinator. And it seems like, uh, they may have to wait a little bit longer for both of those specifically defensive coordinator. We talked about this name last week a little bit, Dre. Iviro Ijiro Iviro. He's the Rams passing cord, pass game coordinator on the defensive side of the ball and secondary coach. But he is now in the Super Bowl. Congratulations to him, Sean McVay, my guy Kevin O'Connell, Von Miller. <laughs> on making it to the Super Bowl, but that means that the Broncos will have to wait to officially make him their defensive coordinator. And of course, Nathaniel Hackett, that's one of his best friends. He was in his wedding. So that's a guy who really seems to be the front runner. Now the Broncos are going to have to wait on that. And on terms of a defensive coordinator perspective, that's really the only big name that we're hearing right now. So just keep your eye on him, but don't be worried about, you know, time going on without the Broncos having a DC. That is why. But then on the offensive side of the ball, the Broncos seem like they wanted a couple of guys and are off the board. So what do we have happen this week? We all know the lit name Luke Getze. We broke him down as a potential yes. Broncos head coach. Yep. And then we kind of said then he's not going to be the head coach. But keep your eye on him if they hire Nathaniel Hackett, if they hire Dan Quinn to be potentially become the offensive coordinator of the Broncos. Well, The Bears said, we're not going to let that happen. The Bears hired Luke Getze to not only be their offensive coordinator, but to be their play caller. So he's off the board right there. And also kind of of an extra wow here because that's Matt LaFleur's guy. That's a Packers guy. And they let him go to the Bears, a division rival. So maybe Mm -hmm. that says that Luke Getze isn't all that good if Matt LaFleur is like, yeah, division opponent. You can have him. I, I mean, I'm pretty much kidding, but the uh, Broncos won't be able to get him regardless because uh, if he would have gone to the Broncos, he would have been their offensive coordinator, would have been a step up from quarterbacks coach, but he wouldn't be calling the plays like he is right. now with Green Bay. So uh, I should say w- with the Bears now. So that's one guy off the board. So there was another guy then that the Broncos said specifically, Nathaniel Hackett said, okay, I want to be with, or I want to bring this guy with me. And that was Adam Stenovich. And he was an offensive assistant with them. Well, no, the Packers said, we're going to promote him to offensive coordinator, not let him leave the Broncos for that. And he's not calling plays in Green Bay, but he wasn't going to be calling plays either. So now the Broncos are like, well, what do we do now? And they uh, were told to keep our eye on Packers tight end coach. Uh, And and I'm pulling his name up here now. the Dan Quinn of the Packers. 
Uh, <laughs> yes, it, it is. Uh, it is Justin Uten. Dan Campbell. Okay. Exactly. Yes, okay. Dan Campbell. Uh, and now he, here's the thing: why this <laughs> We're so isn't tired. <laughs> we we are so tired. Uh, and and yeah, here's the thing, us. Dre: why this doesn't matter that much is because he's just, he's he's not going to be calling plays. And so that's why the defensive coordinator for the Broncos matters so much more here right, is because right. he's going to be the one calling defensive plays for the first time since Gary Kubiak, that the head coach was not calling the plays on defense. Now you're going to have the offensive or the head coach calling the offense, but not the defense. So this one, not that big of a deal. What's interesting, though, is if it is Aviro and Newton, you're talking about two inexperienced coordinators yes. coupled with an inexperienced head coach. That's right. That's exactly right, which makes it interesting. And then we were hearing more out of the NFC North, right, with a little uh, Clint Kubiak flirtation. Am I jumping the gun on that? No. It seems you... like it's all NFC North stuff, right? Do they know there's <laughs> another division in the NFL to get offensive coordinators from? or Well, just locked you know, in, huh? all the success the uh, NFC North has, you can't miss out on that, right? And, of course, I'm rolling my eyes as I say that because even uh, <laughs> a team with, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers can't get any postseason success there. So, yeah, uh, yeah and uh, Clint Kubiak is expected to interview from Mike Kliss with, uh, with the Broncos for an offensive assistant coaching position. And, of course, this would not be his first stint. Clint joined the Broncos in 2016 under his dad, then stayed on for two more years uh, as an offensive assistant, then left, became the Vikings offensive coordinator, uh, of course, with his ties with his dad, first became the quarterback coach of the Vikings, then the offensive coordinator last year, and they blew everything up. So Clint's now looking for a job. It seems like Denver would just be a natural place because uh, it, I think, think it's a law in Colorado that you must have a uh, a Kubiak, uh, a Shanahan, or a Bolin in the organization at all times. And of course, it looks like we're we're going to lose the Bolins being part of that uh, part of the organization. We don't have a Shanahan right now, so just by law, you must hire Clint Kubiak this off season. Makes sense to me. I mean, the only success that offensive coaches have is coming from that coaching tree, anyways. So why not just hire a guy who shares the same last name while we're at it? Now, all these guys would be, you know, promoted to, to be an offensive coordinator. He would not be promoted. In fact, he would be somewhat demoted because he wouldn't have the play calling duties anymore. That might be a valuable added mind to have to that staff, I think. Yeah, and and I wouldn't even be surprised, Dre, if he's not even hired as the offensive coordinator. He's more of a of a quarterback coach right there. Yeah. So uh, now that would be, uh, yeah, like, like you're saying, that's a really good point. While he doesn't come with tons of experience, he yeah. would at least have one year as an offensive coordinator under his belt. Because uh, as it very very much is clear uh, by looking at who they're talking to, it, they're going to have a very young and experienced staff. So you're just going to want to try to get some experience in any place that you can. So right there, that that's a little bit of experience that you could have right there. But also what what's so clear about this, especially looking at the three coaches uh, that uh, that Nathaniel wanted to bring with him from from the Packers organization. They're all from the Packers organization. They're all his guys. And you know what, Dre, I don't really have a problem with that. He's a guy that uh, especially being a first-time head coach, he's going to want guys that are comfortable around him that he knows. And mm -hmm. a name we talked about on the drive here 
is uh, Doug Marone. If he wants to bring a guy with a ton of experience that would come at the cost likely of Mike Munchak, which I don't love, uh, but you make Doug Marone your offensive line coach, you make Doug Marone your assistant head coach as well, and that would be at least a big experience name. Look, I'm not for it. Yes. I think Mike Munchak is the best in the business. Yeah. I don't think we need to get the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, gang back together, including you know a former quarterback of theirs. We, 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 we can right. just stay away from, uh, <laughs> right. from all of that. Nathaniel Hackett, we're bringing him here because we think he's the truth, not because of a coaching staff he's been with, but you are seeing that, that he likes these guys that he's been around. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be the worst security blanket if you did lose Munchak to replace him with another very seasoned, trusted offensive line coach who has head coaching chops as well to kind of help guide Hackett along. Of course, Marone, currently the offensive line coach at Alabama, so not too shabby. Um, But I think an experience in the NFL could be attractive with someone who's mentored throughout his career like Hackett. So, yeah. Always interesting seeing these staffs come together and seeing, uh, you know, old names and new names. Uh, so I, I do wonder if there's more to the, the D.C. or you think they're really just locked in uh, with the Rams passing game coordinator, which it should be coverage coordinator. If you're yeah, on right. defense, right. it should be like run fits and coverage coordinator, not run game and pass game coordinator. That makes no sense for a defensive <laughs> coach. But I digress. You really think they're locked in there? You're not hearing a ton of other names, huh? Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm not hearing a ton of other names. Look, the, the, this is an up and coming head coach, but then also he was in Nathaniel Hackett's wedding. This is like his best friend. Uh, in right. fact, he said in the past that he's his best friend. So I fully expect that to be the move. But no rush on that end right now, as as we said. And Dre, as we also said, clock is nearly midnight or twelve thirty here. That means we're definitely going to need some Strava Craft coffee yeah. to get us going yes. in the morning. And of course, Strava Craft coffee is not only delicious coffee, it is CBD infused coffee and CBD can help relieve aches, pains, headaches, migraines, anything that's going on. It can help relieve and it even can help get rid of the coffee jitters for some people. So make sure to check them out mm-hmm. over at StravaCraftCoffee.com and use the code DNVR25 on your first purchase to check out. That'll get you 25% off your first purchase. And then after you, you get that first purchase in and you fall in love with it, subscribe to Strava Craft Coffee and you'll get 20% off every single order after that. So check them out over at StravaCraftCoffee.com and use that code DNVR25 for 25% off your first order. Beautiful. And also, uh, don't miss out on DraftKings Sportsbook. You've been waiting all season for this. Finally, big game is upon us. And DraftKings Sportsbook, official betting partner of the NFL and of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 to get 280 in free bets if your team wins. If you're not a new customer, you can experience Super Bowl 56 with same-game parlays. Combine multiple lines, props. Uh, you know, once the Super Bowl comes around, we are going to have so much fun. The extent of props that they are going to have is just going to be off the charts. The specials, the odds boost. I just cannot wait for all the offers that come 
You can even find odds on the NFL draft. You know, maybe uh, we'll be able to make some some people some nice little odds here if we see some guys rise as the draft does, in fact, start immobile. That's what Rhesus will have you think. DraftKings Sportsbook, <laughs> though, that is not some marketing play. They actually give you amazing offers, free money left and right, amazing odds. It's so easy to use. It's where I go to check times for games because it's it's so it's where I check injury reports everything is there it's so accurate so easy to use it's just the best so sign up now use that code dnvr um to to get all the the great promo codes and of course must be 21 or older colorado only bonus comprised of the first deposit bonus and a first pitch match each up to Oh, do you not have the disclaimer on here? Oh, it's on there, baby. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Great. We've, I, I don't blame you. We've been in uh, four <laughs> states, four states today. Of course, we started our journey in Denver. Then we flew to New Orleans where we landed. We had some delicious dinner. We got ourselves some po' boys. We got ourselves yes. some oysters, walked a little bit up and down Bourbon Street to get a little flavor of the city. Then we hopped in a Ooh. car. We drove through Mississippi, or as you called it in the car, Sippy. I love that. And uh, so that was our third state of the day. Then, of course, ended up in Alabama. Roll Tide, baby. baby. We're going to be at South <laughs> Alabama tomorrow for yes. the Senior Bowl. And uh, you know what, though, Mace? We have so many listeners from around the world, which is so mm. freaking cool. And uh, some of them want to talk to us. Some of them want to uh, say hello. So why don't we jump into the comment section over Let's at thednvr.com. And here's how you can leave a comment to be read on the following day's pod. Go to thednvr.com. At the top of the screen, there's a podcast tab. Click on that. Click on Broncos podcast. And every single one of our podcasts that we've ever done will pop up. Click on the first one that shows up. Scroll to the bottom. And if you're a member of thednbr.com you're part of our family a comment section will magically appear drop your comment in there and we will get to it on the next day's pod so let's do that right now dre and the first one coming in from fangio schmangio says boys excitement for broncos football once more pulses through my veins thanks to nate hackett if we do not succeed in luring in rogers or wilson type quarterback to dove valley and end up drafting a high-end quarterback in round one from what you know about the draft class, who would you guess has the mental toughness and intelligence Hackett desires? Bottoms up. This is a, a fantastic question. And uh, so, Dre, what, what, where this question is coming from is Coach Hackett was asked in his introductory press conference on Friday, what are the traits you look for in a quarterback? And he said toughness, both mental and physical, and intelligence. He did not yeah. mention uh, you know, speed. He didn't mention, uh, right. you know, arm strength. He didn't mention, mention any of that. And uh, we were talking about this after. And just the first thing that came to my mind, Mac Jones, he would be mm-hmm. a big Mac <laughs> Jones guy. So I'm not saying who's the Mac Jones of this class, but, but who would you say is, you know, the toughest, which is, is so hard to categorize in this mm-hmm. setting, but who would you say from what you've seen as, you know, the, the, the best the, mentally, uh, who, who, who's, who's the most intelligent that that's where I'm going here. I just said, who is the best mentally, instead of saying the word intelligent, that's how, you know, this is a past 
midnight padre. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and we're both, uh, you know, we've both changed our lifestyles, so we're more, uh, more early risers. But no, yes. this question is a great question. It's a great way to kind of bring this back. Cheers to you, Fangio Manjo. Really, Kenny Pickett. Take from what we know right now. Now he's much older than a lot of these guys, right? Two, three years. He's older than Mac Jones, in fact. So that's <laughs> yeah. that's part of it, um, certainly. But yeah, intelligence and just being more advanced in the quarterback arts. He certainly has that. And look, he had to play up pit. This guy hung, hung tough in the pocket. Um, he had to kind of bring Pitt up to be like a real ACC contender all of a sudden. You know, this is a conference that's dominated historically by Clemson, but not only FSU, Miami, North Carolina's had its moments. Pitt is really an afterthought. He has been that guy who struggled through it as a three-year starter, hangs really tough in the pocket, great kind of a deceptive mobility and ability to extend the play. He certainly has toughness in spades. And I think he's pretty intelligent and fairly advanced. So I think uh, I think there's no doubt that if those are the two traits, as of now, Kenny Pickett definitely takes that. I love that, Dre. And on top of that, I think he's, you know, not the unanimous number one quarterback, but I think he he's really getting everyone's number one grade right now. And we'll dive into those tomorrow. Yeah. So I, lo- I love that name. Next one from the Danimal says, guys, your coverage this week has just been on fire, but I have to say you grossly undersold the amount of enthusiasm we have to have for our new head coach. This guy is a real deal. I saw a 30-second clip from his presser on Instagram today, and two things jumped out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We undersold it. I think we love this guy's enthusiasm. He says, one, <laughs> his personality is impossible not to love. His energy oozes out every word. The instant he started talking, I wanted to ask him to grab a beer and go do karate with me in the basement. I love it, too offensive philosophy yes everything we've been begging for designing the playbook around your players setting up the pass using the run to build a strong game plan and giving big props to big john and mccaffrey i love it i know drew isn't the future but i almost want to see him spend a year under this guy just to see how insanely creative he can be i am sold there you go. The animals all in. Um, no, I think there's <laughs> there's a lot of excitement, the animal. No, uh, no denying that. And I, I mean, the things that get me excited is that this is a, a football lifer and he has that excitement and passion. Also, it seems like, you know, such a big part of coaching um, as we talk about it in, in all sports is really relating to you know, not just millennials, but uh, Gen Zers and uh, finding, and that's obviously something that Nathaniel Hackett is huge on. And as a film guy and just a nerd with this kind of stuff, I loved hearing him talk about expanding his offensive philosophy and kind of the stories you hear about him seeking out Kyle Shanahan and trying to teach himself the outside zone and, you know, really learn that to advance his curriculum and uh, offensive play calling abilities. I mean, there's there's a lot to like about it. There's a lot to like nope. about. And frankly, I like that he's not the youngest of uh, of these offensive young gurus. Like he's have to be he's had to be through it, earn his dues, and uh, now he has a shot and you know, it is doing it the right way from what we can see at face value. Exactly. Next one from Melbourne Broncos says, Hi guys, can you smell that breath of fresh air? Who would you like to see in an all assistant coaches positions? 
not counting the guys already here that will keep their jobs. Cheers. It's Barty party time down under. Well, Melbourne Bronco, uh, we, we were having this conversation on our way over here, and I think it's actually probably good to start with who are the guys that are on this current staff. So let's hit those really quick. I, yes. I personally want to see Mike Munchak stick around. I think he's, you know, obviously a Hall of Fame player. I think he's a it's Hall of Fame dark. coach as well. Uh, he, he deserves to be here, I think. Uh, you're also going to see Zach Azani, I believe, stick around the wide receivers coach. He's done very good things uh, with what he's with, with all the talent he's been given. Uh, he's done a good job. And then on the defensive side of the ball, Christian Parker is a guy who is going to stick around. Dre, I would say okay. if for some reason they wouldn't get a V-Row to be the defensive coordinator, Christian Parker would get a lot of consideration. He, he's really? under 30 years old right now. Uh, he's their secondary coach, and he's going to be around. Uh, probably in the same role next year. So those are some guys on the staff to, to keep your eye on. That's so huge too. Like we know, I mean, all the new defensive coordinators, they all come from coaching the secondary and it's because it's the pass heavy league and you need mm -hmm. to know how to scheme up good coverages to kind of counter all these creative um, attacks, passing attacks, right? So to have Parker on top of, you know, to have two guys with kind of some, innovative young minds with some real chops on the back end to scheme up your defense would be very intriguing D line. You think uh, might be a generational change up front on the defensive line. Yeah, that, that could be one where we do see uh, Bill Kolar retire. Uh, that wouldn't yeah. surprise me. He may just want to see who his defensive coordinator is going to be, but uh, right. I've heard from a couple of people that that, that, that is a consideration for him. If he wants to come back, He's he's coming back. That just right, comes right. along with the job. You know, if Bill yeah. Kolar wants to be here, he he's going to be here. But like we've also talked about, the staff is going to to be young. It's going to have a youth movement. And obviously Kolar, if he sticks around, would uh would would push against that, but you still don't move on from him if he wants to be here. Right. And next one coming in from Shaggy McLovin the third says, Hey guys. Thanks for clearing that up. Definitely makes sense for NFL rewarding the picks. Also, if we couldn't get one of the big name quarterbacks, which quarterback in the draft do you think fits Hackett the best? Well, you're going to love this week of pods as we're talking all of the quarterbacks. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I think Dre answered it in just the, the comment right a couple before of right now, Kenny Pickett. He seems like he's the number one quarterback in this class. And he also seems like right now he has that toughness uh, and, and the intelligence as well. T Wood 16 yep. coming in for some support, which I appreciate. Says, Zach, you're the best and we love you. I love this community as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. 4140 says, Early last week, we had to write a Twitter purge. Of, or we early last week had to do a Twitter purge, a lot of Broncos media because I couldn't take their drama anymore. Then late last week, hashtag all caps gate oh, happened. Cool. And I was so happy to see the way you guys handled it. I finally pulled the trigger and subscribed to DNVR. Wow. We got him. So excited to join the DNVR <laughs> family and for the direction the Broncos are heading. Go Broncos. Well, I love hearing that 4140. Thank you so much for rolling wow. with us. That uh, That is way too cool. I appreciate that. Truly. Why don't I take this one, Zach? Bronco Oilers. I hate to be the guy to bring this up, but it's been on my mind as of late. Dot dot dot. What do you think Hackett makes of Drew Locke? The two guys Hackett has had the most success with are Aaron Rodgers and Blake Bortles, and Drew 
has shades of both. Do you think Hackett may feel like he could get something out of him? Obviously, he wouldn't be plan A, but knowing the personalities of the two, it's not hard to imagine them falling in bromance and Locke becoming Hackett's pet project. What do you think what? about this, Zach? Uh, that it, it's pretty crazy to say that, you know, uh, <laughs> any quarterback has aspects of Aaron Rodgers and Blake Bortles. That's like uh, two polar opposites <laughs> finding some middle ground. Um, but w- one thing, and I almost brought it up in a comment earlier, uh, but I held myself back. But now it's it's being brought up again, so I have yeah, to say it. Yeah. Um, Nathan- Nathaniel Hackett's also been around Jordan Love uh, these past couple of years. Right. And Jordan right. Love ugh, does not seem too good right now. You know, if the Packers truly believed in Jordan Love, they would have traded Aaron Rodgers to the Denver Broncos last year, right before the draft when all that stuff was going on. For three first-round picks, a Cortland Sutton, a Bradley Chubb, they would have got a haul back, and they would have had their quarterback of the future in Jordan Love. They do not believe they had that. When they played the Kansas City Chiefs, they scored seven points with Jordan yeah. Love. They they do not believe, in my opinion, in Jordan Love. There's a lot of similarities between those two quarterbacks as well, if you want to say so. I, and, and I firmly do believe that Nathaniel Hackett has a, has a big plan outside of of Drew Locke for this quarterback position. So mm-hmm. I think that uh, I don't think Nathaniel Hackett got this job because he said, I can turn Drew Locke around. I can make Drew Locke the Denver Broncos franchise quarterback. So uh, I personally am, am on the belief that, you know, they're going to try to get a huge veteran quarterback. They're going to try to get a veteran in the draft. They're going to try to trade for one, AKA Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo. If they don't get uh, the, right. the Kirk Cousins uh, or, or the uh, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. I think that Drew Locke is so far down on their list. It's a great point. Was not hired to bring Drew Locke around. Was hired exactly. to figure this offense out, figure this quarterback out. So I think yep. that's an important distinction. I'll take T. Woods 16 as well. Also, George Payton is going to look like a genius this offseason when we trade for Rodgers and Vaughn <laughs> comes back after hopefully winning a Super Bowl with the Rams. I truly believe Vaughn comes back if we get a quarterback. Peyton probably was like before he was traded, I'm going to send you to get a ring this year, use the capital to get a quarterback, and then give you a contract to retire in Denver. I really hope that happens. Seeing Vaughn happy has made me really miss him. Come home, please. <laughs> I love it, T-Woods. I love it. And that's the optimism we need because if the Broncos get Vaughn back, who, by the way, is playing unreal Unreal. right now, if they get him back and they get a quarterback, I mean, we're talking Russell Rogers, it's go time, baby. It is go time. And that would be so much fun. The question you have to ask yourself, T Wood 16 is, uh, why would Vaughn leave uh, LA? You know, uh, if, if especially if they win a Super Bowl, even if they don't, they're at that point right now where they have their quarterback, they have their coach, they they have everything clicking. Um, that I think if Von Miller leaves LA, he's coming back to the Denver Broncos. I just, why would he leave LA? I mean, th- this guy's out in LA even when he's not with the Rams, uh, and then he's got everything else. So uh, I, I I love where you're at though, and I love the optimism. The other thing worth considering, the Rams have given up so much capital. The guys they have invested in, they really need to try and hold on to as much as they can. So I'd expect Vaughn to be a priority, but that's going to be hard for them to pull off. So we'll see. 
That's a really good point. Dan Burke says, hey, guys. So it turned out the Broncos were a couple, <coughs> excuse me, of goal line fumbles from beating the two teams in the AFC championship game. And obviously, now the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Maybe they're closer than we think. Also, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much would Vic Fangio becoming the Chiefs defensive coordinator worry y'all? Well, Jay, I, my, my question to you is, is, is there talk of Vic being uh, the defensive coordinator in, in Kansas City? No, not that I've heard, and that would require a bit of a scheme change, you know. I mean, they have really been a 4-3, nickel-heavy, very light-on-the-back-end kind of team, and that's because they're playing with the lead so much, so they basically just assume we got to get after the quarterback with four, and we got to be able to cover with numbers. They're not really going to care too much about defending the run or investing too much in middle linebackers because that second level defender is only so valuable to them, at least against the run. You know, we saw Nick Bolton almost make some big plays in the AFC championship game, obviously robbed the Broncos of that. Um, William Gay has been good. So it wouldn't concern me as much in the immediate because that's a hell of a transition you need to make from a Spags D to a Vic Fangio D. And Vic Fangio, with just how that team is constructed, is only going to have so much talent at his disposal for his defense. And I think the best defenses we've seen from Vic, that usually was the unit that had the most talent on those teams he was on. Um, it, it would concern me at about a seven and a half. But no, to answer your question, I have not <laughs> heard that at all. Thank you. Seven and a, seven and a half. I love that. Uh, another name to keep your eye on for where Vic could go. We've obviously talked about it with the Raiders. Now with Josh McDaniels, maybe he does that to get some stability on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, another another name though, the Minnesota Vikings. They are bringing in Harbaugh Ooh. for an interview on Wednesday. If Harbaugh gets that job, man, it just seems like Vic is a lock to be his defensive coordinator. Yes. And you know what? Yep. No one no one wishes anything ill will on Vic and. Also, I think everyone understands how good of a defensive coordinator is. So we could all congratulate Vic going to the NFC, being far (laughs) away from the Broncos. He's not in the AFC West or anything like that. So that would be a great place for Harbaugh and Vic to go. There you go. Love it. Also, you know, I mean, yeah, Vic scares me, but Mike Zimmer wouldn't be much better if he was the D's. Like, there's a lot of good defensive coordinators. And if you're a contender, you're going to get your pick of the crop with the Good defensive coordinator. So that's just the deal, guys. Like, uh, you know, the the Chiefs are going to be a, a, a tough out no matter who they are. Yeah, that's a really good point. Okay, we got time for a couple more here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Nick Scott says, Zach, how dare you say something so disrespectful over the weekend? He's using a lot of caps here if you're picking up what he's putting down. He says, yeah, some yeah, may call you a clown yeah. for it. And honestly, I think I have to agree. Of course, I'm talking about your take that the cherry is the best part of a Sunday. How dare you, sir? Oh, How dare oh, you? Zach. What? You thought I was hinting at something else? No way, winky face. He says, I've always loved your take that ice cream is by far the best dessert because I agree. But now we're thinking of removing you from the club. Ooh. I'm sorry, but I don't know if this take can be reversed. To say I'm disappointed would be an understatement. Ah, man, Nick, I see where you're coming Dude. from. And uh, let's just say I, I eat more ice cream than cherries throughout the week. If that, uh, if that redeems me, Nick. <laughs> I, I got to say, I've been around this man quite a bit. Never seen him eat a dessert even once. So <laughs> I don't know. 
Maybe it's on my stick. That's right. That's just your shtick. I don't know that this guy likes ice cream at all. <laughs> the whiskey cat shouts us out and goes, bros, my co-workers here in KC are so salty this morning, and I'm living for it. The fact that this is the first Super Bowl since we won without Brady or Mahomes is cause for celebration. Here, here. That, nice that generational is, change. Yes, that is so crazy that that is the first one without either of those guys. And, uh, you know, at least they, they got to be salty because they just didn't get it done. I mean, you're up 21 to three. How embarrassing. You score three points in the second half. How embarrassing. Yeah. And then on top of it, I thought KC fans were going to be salty because let's say that they didn't get the ball in overtime and the other team just went there. The, the, the Bengals went down and scored. Okay, I get it. They could they could be a little salty, even though the same thing happened in their favor the week before. But no, 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 no. They got an opportunity in overtime. It looked like the game was over when they won that coin flip, right. and they blew it. So you can't be salty at anyone but yourself, Casey. Damn straight. Damn straight, Zach. And last one here, Dre coming in from Rev G says, my boy Matt Stafford is headed to the Super Bowl. Has he shown enough that we should have traded for him? And boy, what a good question this is. And let's just reset the table of yes. what happened nearly one year ago today. George Payton was a couple of weeks on the job. The Detroit Lions were clearly trading Matthew Stafford. The Broncos were in talks with the Detroit Lions to trade for Matthew Stafford. The Broncos are willing to put up a first and uh, there was some conflicting reporting about whether Drew Locke was what got the deal stalled. But then, of course, the Detroit or the, the Los Angeles Rams swooped in two first round picks and it was over. That was right. the done deal. Right. So plus Jared the Goff. Question, <laughs> plus, plus Jared Goff, you're right. So the question isn't should the Broncos have traded a first round pick and uh, and drew lock the question is dre should right. they have traded number nine last year which we know turned into to uh pats or 10 and uh -huh. a first round pick this year should they mm -hmm. have done that for matthew stafford yeah plus a third if i'm not mistaken okay and then okay goff now goff is also kind of the poison pill right because his contract was so massive so let's avoid that third rounder. Let's say that third rounder is basically your incentive to take the poison pill. That is Jared Goff's contract. Okay. So let's just call it two first rounders. That's okay. Fine. Love it. All that to just merely say, yes, we're going to play the game as you just, <laughs> as you just laid it out. Ugh. You know, what sucks about these trades is not only do you need to trade for these guys and give up the picks it requires to trade for them, then you got to pay them and give up all the cap that it takes. So all of a sudden, you are out of so many resources to make the rest of your roster better and really go all in on competing when you do have a guy like Stafford. That said, maybe I'm not even the biggest Stafford guy, but yes, a thousand times yes, two first-rounders. I think it's clearly shown it would have made all the difference in the world. Um, that Stafford is a top 10-ish quarterback and can make enough plays with his arm to uh, take you far. And it would have been fun to see an offense quarterback by him in Denver. Yes, absolutely. A million times. Yes.
Okay, well, I'm I'm right there with you. I mean, yeah. you you you. It seemed like you were hesitant at first. Yeah. I'm going, Dre, you're crazy. But no, I mean, you you said it a thousand times yeah. out of a thousand. Absolutely, I'm yeah. I'm right there with you. Uh, the the Broncos should have made that trade. They should have given up no oh, number nine overall. And then look, it would have essentially been giving up a top ten pick last year, which yes. is a lot to give up. Yes, then it, it would is. essentially be giving up a good second round pick this year because look, the Rams mm-hmm. are either going to have the thirty first or the 32nd pick in yep. the draft this year. So it's like you're giving up a top 10 pick, very valuable, and then you're giving up a garbage first-round pick. So you Good you job. do that. The Broncos should have done it. I get why George didn't do it. He had been on the job for you know yes. one yes. week at That's that right. point, and, and that was just like, uh, am I really going to – I don't even know my team yet. Uh, am I really going to give all this, this capital up? So I get why he didn't do that, but I hope – with a year under his belt, if he's dealt a similar situation when it comes to Aaron Rodgers or right. Russell Wilson. And obviously those guys, we're talking about Matt Stafford, you know, especially last year, you know, top 10 guy, maybe. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously right. he's a top 10 guy this year, but you know, with Russ and, and Rodgers that they're instant, you don't have to think about them yeah. being a top 10 guy. So I do think it will be different, but I just really hope that that he's not trigger shy and put, pulls the, the trigger on that because Matt Stafford, man, you put him on the Broncos this past year. Maybe we're not talking the exact same stats he had this mm-hmm. year uh, mm-hmm. because he uh, he wouldn't be in a, as good of an offense. But 41 right. touchdowns, 67% completion, 4,800 yards. He did lead the league in interceptions at 17. But I think that was more due to a bad kind of few stretch of games he had. Yeah. This yeah. postseason, I believe he has seven touchdowns to one interception he is just lighting it up in the postseason uh that's that's a guy that is definitely worth two first round picks yeah someone who's bet against the rams a decent amount this postseason (laughs) he has really made a massive difference on third and long for them when Mm -hmm. you think like okay this is where they're gonna get that defensive stop rams are gonna be forced to punt it And that's probably what would happen with Jared Goff, you know, or a more average run-of-the-mill quarterback. Stafford, third and 20, third and 11, third and 13. He is making play after play consistently, and that's despite injuries to Robert Woods, despite not a great running game, not a great offensive line. Obviously, you have the benefit of Cooper Cup having one of the greatest wide receiver seasons in NFL history, the benefit of McVay calling plays for you. I get it. Man, so yeah, <laughs> we land on the same point there. I think yeah. this year taught us a lot on going all in on a quarterback. Yeah, and it taught us a lot about Matthew Stafford. You know, yes, he was the yes, guy yeah. that had never won a playoff game before. Now he's uh, three for three this season. I should say three and zero this season. Uh, he has six touchdowns, one interception in these playoffs. He's throwing over seventy percent completion in these playoffs. He's averaging over three hundred yards in these playoffs, yeah. and he has a passer rating well, well, well above 100 he's doing it all and dre we are doing it all this week from the senior bowl we are live we're going to be going live on youtube so make sure to follow us on our youtube channel when we go live of course we're also going to have these pods coming out just after we wrap up those and one Mm -hmm. more shout out to msu denver online our presenting sponsor because an msu denver online is the best colorado institution which providing rigorous and affordable online programs to top by professors who bring the real world into the classroom and msu denver graduates use their relevant degrees to land coveted jobs and some of our very own members of dnvr have taken classes 
uh, over at MSU Denver and give them the highest remarks. So make sure to check them out over at MSU Denver online. But for my boy, Andre Simone, I'm Zach Stevens. We're going to have the full crew rolling with you tomorrow. So make sure to stay tuned. And thank you all so much for being patient as we drop this pod after midnight in Denver. But we want to make sure that we're here for you every single day. So we really appreciate you rolling with us and stay rolling with us for the rest of this week. Thank you all so much. Have a terrific start to your week. Country drive. I understand that you need some time. I know some landmarks we used to hit. We're flying cotton.